You're listening to the LA Hoops Pod with Roman Vatesman and Jeff the Chiz Show Chizover. Normally in LA, we would only need a Lakers podcast, but the Clippers don't suck anymore, and that's why we're here. Talking Lakers and Clippers, a part of the Hoop Heads Pod Network. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of LA Hoops. Be sure to check out these other NBA team-focused podcasts. Cavalier Central, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Daily Thunder, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At The Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, Beyond the Ball, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. All right, welcome back to the LA Hoops Pod, episode <laughs> nine. We've been gone for a long time. Chiz, how come we haven't done any episodes in a while? Yeah, I think it's probably on, if it's on anyone more, it's probably you. Yeah, It's been dude, about it's... six weeks. So the last one we did was right before the All-Star game, when the Lakers were sitting pretty at like two or three. LeBron had not got injured yet, so... Um, Things have changed. There's, it's been a roller coaster of emotions being a Laker fan the last week because now we just finished watching them beat the Suns, who they very well might play in the first round of the playoffs. They just beat them at home without LeBron or Schroeder or Kuzma. So I was so down in the dumps, but I'm weirdly pumped right now. Uh, it's just gnarly. Are you? I don't even. Oh, you don't even oh. watch games anymore. I heard. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, let's start there. Why are you down in the dumps? <laughs> I just want to know why you're down in the dumps. Well, I mean, they've just slipped so far in the standings and that now the now that they're going to be 6 or 7. Okay. The, well, the main thing is LeBron's the bronze, thing. now they're going to be 6 or 7. It's just you know that they have to beat the Suns, the Jazz and the Clippers in whatever order. That's before they get to the finals. And then the big thing is, and this is the obvious thing because you're right, it's all about health, you know, if they get back they're fine, is that LeBron, this high ankle sprain and the way he's talking about it is super sketch. Don't you agree? Like the fact that he's saying, didn't he say something like he doesn't, he doesn't think he's going to be hundred percent ever again in his career. I, if he's not hundred percent, that yes, sucks. That. That's, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. So I'm kind of, in I, the dumps I, about I'm, that. I'm with, I'm with your concern on the LeBron ankle injury, but overall, and like you said, have I been watching games? Yes, I have. I have not been watching games as religiously as I usually do just because of my work situation. But at no point during this 
six-week period where we haven't done a podcast, have I been in any way concerned about the team? Because once you get LeBron and Anthony Davis on the floor together, and Schroeder, who's currently out for COVID reasons, yeah, like I can't judge this team. I can't judge any team unless you have your best players playing. And so for that reason, I've almost been like indifferent to this roller coaster of emotions, as, as you would call yeah. it. Because it's like, okay, Lakers are losing games. Well, LeBron and AD aren't playing. Yeah, like who cares? So they I lost to the Clippers. Ju- they don't have okay. any play. Yeah, like they don't have right. their squad. Who cares? So but I'm more impressed when they beat the Suns with only AD. I mean, AD dropping 42 points and just seeing him play well. Like that's what impresses me most. And when LeBron comes back, even if he's at 85, 90%, then I judge this team. Then it's like, oh, you played the Clippers or you played the Suns or you played the Jazz and you won or you lost. I can judge them based on that. But it's hard for me to sit there and watch a game and actually judge a team when you're missing your two best players And like we always talk about, it's not just your two best players. It's not like a random team missing their two best players. It's the top two of the top five players in the entire league. So the whole team is different. And actually, one of the things that I have enjoyed watching during this time, and I don't care about wins and losses when your two best players are out, but it's guys getting a chance and playing well. You know, Andre Drummond stepping in. Um, even Marcus Gasol getting some playing time, Ben McLemore. Like, okay. these guys right now, whatever they're – even if they're not – Yeah, they're gaining confidence. It's, like, valuable right. for – yes, I'm it's with you. It's valuable even if it all it takes is you need Ben McLemore for one play in the playoffs, right, or one game, or you need Drummond to, like, really step up if AD's in foul trouble. Like, those are – these are the moments right now that are going to help – in the playoffs. Okay. So just, this last, I just erased the last six weeks from your memory. Forget that we didn't do a podcast. Forget that the Lakers have slipped all the way down to seventh in the standings. For me, it's really just about one thing. Okay. Can LeBron bro. come back and can they get healthy? And <laughs> then there's only two teams that can beat them. Okay. Period. I get everything you're saying. You're right. And I like having that perspective. It's like even each other out. You're right. Why am I tweaking? Why am I throwing the remote? Like, why am I turning off the game and, and you know, rage texting our text chain? But here's the thing you have to agree with is that in the time they've slipped down, they they kind of, since they got Drummond, they never had the players back. Schroeder then was out when AD finally came back. And they really, they've really lost the rhythm, especially before tonight. Because tonight's different. I'm kind of pumped on the Suns win. But you have to agree that slipping back to six or seven, even though they didn't have their team, and possibly playing the Clippers first round, or maybe a good team like the Jazz or the Suns, or maybe just a scary play-in game, the fact is they're not going to be playing at their best. And because it's like weirdly deep this year, you have to admit that there is a scare in them not having their rhythm, not being 100% health. And then they have to play the Suns first round. Like maybe last year they played the Trailblazers. That's different because they've slipped. And because the Jazz and the Suns are pretty good and the Clippers is a realistic possibility, it's scary that this slippage, even though they haven't had anyone, it, they might not have enough time to beat a really good team, but in the end, they just beat the Suns. I'm with you. Let's go. Championship still intact. I feel it. Okay. I, I do agree with you on the Clippers part. If somehow the Lakers go 4-0 here in these last four games, 
and or they could potentially go three and one still and get in that six seed and they have to play the Clippers who are currently the three then yes then my then I'm like at a eight or nine scare level because okay. the way I, the way I see it is if the Lakers play someone that they I think that they can beat in the first round like the Suns by the way I'm not scared in any way of the Suns I think you almost look at it as like a warm-up series. You know, if LeBron's just coming back and the Lakers play the Suns, you know, they beat him in maybe six games. Even if the, that, that series goes to seven, I'm confident that the Lakers will beat the Suns. And yeah, then Seven is on the road. The, Game seven is on the road. Yeah, but on the One road thing. it's different, right? It's on. I, I get yeah, it. The, yeah, it's yeah. away rims and stuff like that and you still have to travel. So is this a good segue to our no, next question? Who do you want to play first? Yes, but I want to just finish with, with the point that I don't think it's a good idea for the Lakers to get the sixth seed. Because why would you want to play the Clippers in the first round? I know you're never going to like lose games on purpose or anything like that, but I'm not tweaking on the fact that the Lakers might be in the play-in tournament. I actually think that it could benefit them because it's yes. like an extra warm-up game. You play the Warriors. Even if you lose to the Warriors, then you'd play either the Grizzlies or the Spurs. They're going to win one of those two games. I'm very confident in that. And then yeah, it's you're like, not going to lose two in a and row. And then you're going to play either the Jazz or the Suns, and you're not going to play the Clippers in the first round. So those games are actually like warm-up games, like high-pressure warm-up games. I think I think it's great. Yes. So I'm the only thing I would tweak on is if the Lakers got that six seed and then had to play without being, like you said, in rhythm. Yeah play the Clippers in the first round. And the Clippers are actually starting... They're not in rhythm either. They just lost to the Knicks. But they are, for the most part, healthy. Yeah. No, they're they're on the rise, regardless of... A, they're on the rise. You can kind yeah. of tell. They're getting Iba- their swagger. Ibaka's really the only guy that's been injured. I think he's starting to come back. Uh, I think he's supposed to be back soon. Um, but Kawhi, Paul George are healthy. Patrick Beverly's back. Like, I think yeah. they're all... That team is, is healthy and ready to go. And so I just don't I don't want to play the Clippers. I don't not I do want to play the Clippers, but I do not want to play them in the first round. Okay. So, those are all the right things. If the Lakers right now are in the 7 spot, they have let's just say they each have 4 games left. They're one game back in the loss from the Blazers, but they have an easier schedule. What what would you say? I mean, they probably have a I would say 30 to 55% chance of getting to the 6 seed if they win if they win out, they're four. They're kind of winnable. They win their four games remaining. They could probably definitely do it. If they win three, they still have a chance. Whatever. We looked at the schedule. We don't have to like go over all the remaining games. But so you're saying this? Did you say? They, <laughs> did you say that they could probably definitely do it? <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, so you would rather if we go to the play-in game, we are ensuring 100% that we are playing the Suns or the Jazz first round. That's for sure. And yes. most likely, if you win the first game, you're playing the Suns. Yes. If you get to the sixth seed, there's probably a 30% chance we play the um, the Nuggets no. first round yeah. because they still have a chance for the three seed, but a better chance that we play the Clippers. You would actually rather go to the play-in game, win a tough game, and then play the Jazz and the Suns first. I got to agree. It's crazy. But um, the rooting is going to get very interesting for these last four games because uh, I'm sure the Lakers, they got to feel that way too, right? They have to. Yeah, but also it's not just that you have to play one game, right? Even if it's even if you lose that game, then you beat the second game. 
You win the second game, then you play the Jazz. So it's like yeah, what we're saying. Rather play the Jazz, Jazz slash Suns over the yeah. Clippers. Absolutely, I agree. And and, if, that, and and getting to our next question, where we talked about who would you rather play in the first round, I think the order for for me would be, I would rather play the Suns first, the Jazz second, and then the Clippers. I mean, really, the the nug the Nuggets would probably be number one because yes. I think without Jamal Murray, it's just going to be tough for them. When you know the game goes in the half court and they need a big shot, Michael Porter Jr. is playing great. Aaron Gordon was a great addition for the Nuggets, and I know they've actually played pretty well without Jamal Murray. But I'm not a believer. You need a like a shot maker in the playoffs, and aside from Jokic, and I just don't think that the Nuggets have without Jamal Murray. I don't think they're much of a threat. Also, the AD. Uh, Jokic matchup favors AD. I think AD is the toughest guy for Jokic to face. Yeah, in the and you throw Drummond and Gasol, and, and Gasol yeah. did a great job with him recently, like a week or two ago. So we're all in agreement. I think our order would be Nuggets, Suns. then the Suns, then the Jazz, then the Clippers. The yeah. only scare about rooting for the Nuggets is that means you're rooting for the six seed, and there's a good chance the Clippers hold on to the three seed. So um, it's crazy because. Now, this could be a good segue for the next thought, is that if you would think LeBron would agree with us, don't you think LeBron would agree just this question? Hey, LeBron, would you rather play the Suns or the Jazz or the Clippers first round? He would probably say, I would rather play the Jazz or the Suns. And then we'd say, hey, LeBron, that means you're going to do the play-in game. And then, you know, you could roll his thought back from a week ago where he said the person who invented the playoff game should be fired, but he might be rooting to play in the play-in game because of that same reason. You know what I mean? Even though he's not a fan. It was so interesting for me to hear that bite from LeBron. I frankly don't understand. I, I Why don't it, you say what it was? I don't know if we said it exactly. So, I think you just said it. Le- Le- LeBron said that the person who created the play-in tournament should be fired. Oh, did I say it? Yeah. <laughs> My but okay. it's, fi- it's fine to repeat it. The person that created the play-in tournament game should be fired. And... To me, and he said like that shit, like yeah, like it was pretty harsh the way he said it. Yeah, yeah. So the way I look at it from, I guess, from LeBron's point of view, is that he almost feels like he is above the tournament, right? Like it's like, dude, I'm a multi-time champion, and this is beneath me. Yeah. And so I understand from that point of view, but from an NBA fan point of view. It's exciting that games down the stretch at the end of the regular season matter, right? Usually the end of the season for the majority of the teams doesn't matter. Either you're not in the playoffs and you're just fully like tanking or, you know, you're playing your bench guys. Or if you are in the playoffs, most teams don't care that much between like, oh, we're going to be a six seed or a four seed, right? Like it's all about matchups. So you don't really care. You don't really care that much. Home court advantage, it's nice to get, but like I think most teams would rather be healthy than have home court. So this play-in tournament, actually, we're not, we now care about these last four games of the season. Like every team from four through ten in the West, like yeah. these games here matter. And maybe and 11, and sometimes 11, because 11's trying to get to 10. Right. In this case, yeah. I think 11, the Pelicans are... Right, but I mean, uh, it, it, I'm saying in another year, it could be the case, but yeah. Right. The Pelicans are actually only a game and a half out. Yeah, so they're still in They, they yeah. still... Uh, Zion's not playing, though, so I think they're probably done. But, yeah, like, the point is, 
the plan tournament's great. So I'm not. Uh, I don't know if LeBron is only thinking one way, but like you have to understand that a game, a playing game with LeBron going up against Steph Curry in a like winner makes it to the playoffs and the loser then has to play. Dude, the I'm public really would eat game. it up a hundred percent. It's gonna be. A I bet ton the of NBA fun. wants that. Like you were, you of were course. saying that you think the NBA. I I agree. I mean, it's just sour grapes from LeBron. He's just pissed because he might end up having to do it, and it's like slightly scary because he's like me, like not in the playoffs. Like, are you kidding me? But you're so right. The high stakes, high intensity games start earlier. And then the tanking is less because those lower teams are actually trying to get into it. And then the, the play-in game is three games per conference. That's six added exciting games on national TV. Not only like a good showcase for players to do something meaningful because it's like almost just like an extra playoff game. But then the fans are in it. It's a no-brainer that it's just more exciting for the fans. And because of that, I'm down, even though it could be scary that the Lakers are in it. But we know how basketball works, especially with the star power. There's no way, although that would be the craziest thing ever, the Lakers would go to the play in the game, even with LeBron hobbling, and lose two games. There's no way. There's just yeah. no way. Even, even if Steph goes for 55 and wins a game by himself... Then they would play the Spurs then, or the Grizzlies. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. just I'm in no way am I scared of either of those teams. And dude, you know it's crazy. Imagine uh, the Suns and Jazz players watching the play-in game, rooting for either the Lakers to to drop to seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like if you're the Suns, you're rooting so hard for the Lakers to lose that playing game because that means they're playing for the eight seed and then they, for the you know what I mean? It's it's, right. it's, it's really exciting. Suns, it's amazing. The Suns would want to play the Warriors. Yeah, that would be a great like little. TV segment, right? Just put a care like like in the NCAA tournament when they have the TV camera on the uh, on the players, like when they make the tournament, yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah, like yeah. cheers. Like, yeah, wouldn't that watching. be fun to see like the Suns <laughs> watching the playing game between oh the Lakers my God. and the Warriors? Think about the difference of playing one of those right. teams. Yeah, it's like insane. I know they would never do it, but you know, like Chris Paul is like fist pumping. Like the Suns don't want yes. to play the Lakers. There's no, no. way. <laughs> That'd be the worst. If they're being both honest with teams, themselves, both of those teams had such a good year to be so pumped on it, and then they get the Lakers. That would just, uh, you know what. I'm smiling right now. I'm like in a good mood after this Suns win. I was so bummed the last few weeks, but I'm a little pumped right now. I'm looking at the AD press conference, 42. He's back. Schroeder, I don't know what the fuck is up with him. He's got COVID or something, but like he needs to come back. COVID protocol. He failed some kind of COVID protocol. Oh, is that for sure? Because he has COVID. What's that? The way I understand it is that he didn't pass COVID (laughs) protocol and i don't got think it, got it, it, got it. there was nothing about him actually getting covid okay yeah. well if he did i would assume and hope for quick recovery because we need him yeah i mean he he's you know like we talked about he's the the number three guy on this team right for sure and then Kuz probably you would say is number four but yeah we i, I think we need schroeder to be at his best or at least for like sure. give us something in the playoffs yeah um, actually, I'm just seeing this. Lakers are hopeful Schroeder is going to be able to play in the final uh, two regular season games. Let's go. So, so two more games to miss. So there's four games left. That's where we're at. Yeah. All right. What Chiz, else do let you me, want to let talk just, about? Let me just let me throw in a, a would you rather real quick for you because <laughs> we have we haven't we, just, we usually haven't. You're just gonna pop. By the way, we don't we don't have a we don't have a guest today. <laughs> we should have said that off a, the top. <laughs> no guest. 
No rundown. <laughs> no rundown. We thought we would just kind of. Uh, we, we, haven't, we haven't even talked in a while, so we haven't done a show in, in in six weeks. What we haven't talked about what we're rushing for yet. Ugh, what are yeah, you rushing? I got, I what are you? Well, it's Sunday night. I have Mother's Day. It was a long day. I am tired. I have work at six a.m. So not really rushing. I already showered, so you're, I guess I'm rushing, pretty good. You're rushing to get to sleep. In a in a way, yeah. What about you? You have some graphics to build in the morning, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. How many speaking, Zoom calls do you have tomorrow? Speaking of graphic, uh, um, what do we Microsoft call it? Microsoft Teams. Me, meeting, <laughs> meeting Mondays. Um, okay, what is your would you rather? All right, this is kind of sort of related. Would okay. you Would you work seven days a week, 10-hour days, okay, until you turn 65 years old? So for the next 30 years for you, all right? You're working seven days a week, 10-hour days, no breaks, for fifty million dollars, no breaks. I mean, like no breaks in terms of you oh, can oh, take gotcha, you can gotcha, take gotcha. a lunch break, but you're there's no like you're not taking vacation. You for don't get like a, a day off. You get fifty million dollars, but you have to work seven days a week. So you get fifty million, but like you ten have hour no days, life, you get lunch. Like, you know what? Some of the days you can work from home. Like I'm not I'm not saying like you're and you can do your current job. Right. But it's well, but no but you don't get vacation for the next thirty years. You don't get vacation days or day off. No vacation days. You so, don't get any days off. Can can I can can you work? Do I have to go into an office all those days? No, no. You can do you can do you can work from home. There's some of those things days. that you, I can kind of just do via like because I could do it kind of like just email or taking a call. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's like. I mean, you can't say no to fifty million. I get the idea that you can't Dude. do anything with it. Like you're telling me, I can't go on vacation. I basically, you can't even really spend it. I mean, really, you just you can only, you know, what I mean, you can I go mean, out I don't to know. nice dinners after yeah. work. I guess you can. Yeah, dinners. You like, live in a cool place. Um, yeah, you can you can buy a pretty sweet pad for yourself. I mean, if I can work, if I can, you said I can work f- with, from my phone. You know, would it be possible? You think that I can? Pl- I can, you know, join the sickest country clubs around here, and I could play golf twice a week and just like be on my phone. I think that would be a key difference maker right there. Yeah, I, could, I will. I will in this scenario. You, I will allow you to do that. Allow it, but allow you, it but you cannot. You cannot like. You can't just take like a week off and work from Hawaii. You know? I mean, it, you're right that it sounds like you're kind of signing up for imprisonment in a way, but there's no way I could say no to 50 million. I would assume you would agree with me. I, I actually do not agree with you. The point is, is I get you're going to give some dude, cutie response, but if I put the 50 million in front of your face, Roman, there's no way you're saying no to it. Dude, no days off. Can you imagine just working seven days a week without I, any days off? For thirty years, you have like you couldn't look forward to a weekend. Today was Mother's Day, like you would be working. Yeah, I get it. I, Every I get day, it. it's it'd be so hard to enjoy. So you're so million. right. Like, yes, I, I, yes, you would have a nice house, but you would just be working inside that nice house. I'm so with you. You're so when right. You have, I'm glad you're you bringing have, this perspective, but I'm just telling you, you that kid, would be. Think about this: when you have kids, you could never like coach them in a in a <laughs> t-ball game because you'd have best, to work every the day. Best Roman, the best part about this is that you're so right, but it, for the true entertainment, if you were actually offered this and the $50 million is right next to you, I guarantee you wouldn't say no. No, I, so dude, I would say no. Wow. I would say no. Dude, 30 years. You wouldn't be able to enjoy your money until you're 65. You could be like be barely moving at that point. Yeah, but you said I can play golf twice a week. You could, you could play golf. Yeah. 
So that but means like, if, I can, if I can play golf twice a week, then that means you get like two, five hours a day twice a week. I don't know. I like mean, you get, could, but like you get, you'd have to play early. Like you'd have to be out there like <laughs> six a.m. because at ten a.m. you'd probably have a call. You'd have, right, to, you'd have so a Zoom meeting. I I appreciate your response to it because you're kind of right, and it actually sounds scary to live that life. I just maybe that's just how. I don't know. It would just be too hard to say no to it. Like you Should enjoy I, you enjoy your job, so there's that that's that's important because obviously I, for anyone I, I, that like I, didn't uh, enjoy their jobs, it would be a no brainer. I think I don't even. Oh, nice. Eight dude. Ad was fifteen of seventeen from the line today. That's great. Yeah, I mean, listen, watching Ad play is <laughs> when he when he's on his game. It's he's a truly amazing player, as we know. I have the post game on. Chiz, I'm just, I'm telling you right now that you would, like, I would think two years in, you would want, you would want to give the $50 million back. So, so that's a great point. Like, if, if you weren't locked into it, then of course we'd be down to try. But maybe you're saying, yeah, I mean, maybe that could lead to suicide, a life like that or something. Like, the deep depression, out of all, in all seriousness. Yeah, you would have, you're you right. would, you would you never lose. have a day to look forward to where if, you're like, all right, I'm chilling job today. Was, if the job was cushy enough, that it just depends on the level of cushiness. But can we it, move on, it, dude? It doesn't, it doesn't, hold on. It does, I'm not ready to move on. <laughs> it doesn't matter how cushy the job is because at the end of the day, it's still the a job. At the end of the day, you got to check unless, in. Um, you still got to, it's got to be on your mind. I get it. Right. Dude, even, <laughs> I think the only job maybe is like if you're an NBA player or something or a professional athlete, but even for those guys, like they need days off. It's like you're a human being. You need like a day off from what you're doing every single day, right? So basically, I would opt. And you wouldn't have a day off for thirty years. I would opt into the fifty million, and I would become I would become a terrible human and and fall into depression. It would be the worst decision of my life. So maybe now, if this option does present itself, I will say no because I think you coached me right on it. Thank you for that. Can we move on now? Yes, yes, we can move on. I don't even I'm know. Glad, actually, I'm we, glad we you changed. Have, we don't even have anything. I don't even. <laughs> I mean, I do. I had an idea for Would You Rather, but um, give it to me. I'm ready. So, my idea was this. Okay, let's say the Lakers. Uh, well, who, who's your? Would you agree with this statement? The one team you're rooting that that is the most important to not win the championship is the Clippers. That is that right? Is it yes. if the Clippers played the Nets? Although who would you root I, I, I for? do, do I, Clippers and Nets. Oh, yeah, gosh, who would you root that would for? Be tough. I know. Uh, yeah, he, I, would, you... I, I, I would probably root for the Nets. Okay. Oh man, yeah. that'd be a t- it that's, would be a tough one. Tougher, but that's that tougher than you think. Right, and like we hate the Celtics for Laker fans, but th- that's just the opening, you know, to this. Would you rather? Uh, we we really don't want to see the Clippers win, and, and we love. Of course, this whole streak of them not making the Western Conference Finals ever, even though they've had some pretty damn good teams the last, like, 10 years, is, is hilarious. Okay, so here's your would you rather. Let's say uh, the Lakers play the Clippers first round and the Clippers win, and it's just heartbreaking. Like, they handle us. You know what I mean? Like, 4-1, 4-2, which actually could happen. I mean, they're really good. Um, so let's just say that happens. And then at that point, honestly, dude, I know you're a basketball purist and you want to watch good ball, but I would have a tough time watching the playoffs just for the rest, just, just knowing that the Clippers might win it. So anyway, here's my would you rather. If the Clippers beat the Lakers first round, it's not even a would you rather, actually. It's just would you. Would 
Would you pay $500 to ensure that the Clippers lose in that next round of the playoffs, which means they'd probably be losing to, like, the 6 or the 7 seed, and it would be humiliating for them, and they would, like, not make the Western Conference Finals? Would you pay $500 to ensure that the Clippers lose in the next round if they beat the Lakers first round? I, I, I want to just preface by saying that <laughs> if, I, if I said no to this answer... I think Geeter would come over here and, like, beat me up. So I, I was hoping I set a good line because you really don't want the Clippers to win. So there is a number there, and I'm curious how well I did with 500. So what is your answer to that? Would 500 that? is probably, like, a, actually a really good – That's a, <laughs> you're a good odds maker. Thank you. I don't think I don't think I'm throwing down $1,000 for it. <laughs> yes. But 500 is, like, low enough where I really don't want to see the Clippers win. And it, I think I would pay it. Yes. I don't know it, where that. I don't know where the threshold is. Is it seven fifty? Is it like right? So, so you're saying right yes there. to five hundred? Yeah, yeah. It's good, right? Because can you imagine the Clippers beating the Lakers and then losing and still not getting the Western Conference Finals? Like when they're finally ready to do it, like that would just cause complete chaos. Who knows? Maybe that could lead to Kawhi signing elsewhere. Obviously, shit would completely hit the fan again, and that would be a beautiful thing to watch. And the more I talk about it. I'm for sure in for 500 and my number's probably higher because going into it, I was like, oh my God, Jeff, you're pathetic. You're going to spend 500 <laughs> just so a team doesn't win. But the more I think about it, it would be after the you, Lakers losing, it would almost be almost naughty. I know this is pathetic, but maybe almost just as satisfying as the Lakers winning a championship. It's not up there, but watching them lose might be up there. So for me to kind of cover that bad taste in my mouth of losing the Clippers, 500 would be the easiest thing for me to throw down for the Clippers to lose there. It might be pathetic, but I don't know, man. That is so easy, and I'm so in for that. <laughs> okay, so here, here's what you're getting. By the way, let me just say, here's what you're getting for your $500, okay? Yeah, you're and by the way, is my Would You Rather week- way better than yours? <laughs> I, I disagree, because my Would You Rather made you think so hard that you actually changed your answer midway through the question. Okay. So, Okay, here's what you're getting for your $500. Yes. You're getting at least one week of storylines of what what happened to the Clippers after that after they lose in that in that second round, right? For you're sure. getting one at least one week of negative storylines where it's every day it's like, you know, is Kawhi going to leave now? Is Paul George going to leave? How come these guys can't get it done? Like yeah. are the Clippers cursed? You get at least yeah. one week of that. Okay. Should they have kept Doc? Yeah, Should exactly. They have, yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, then you also get probably another, like, two or three days or maybe a week of those same storylines at the beginning of next season. Okay? <laughs> so you have about two weeks of, like, negative Clippers storylines. Yes, uh, but... Okay, so, on, to- yes. so on, on, top, on top of that, okay. your $500 also buys you text with Kyle Ivey or any <laughs> other Clipper fans that you may may know... And making fun of them for at least three or four days after. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's only at a day or two. Depending. I mean, constantly because it's the Western Conference Finals things. Like that that streak is still alive. Like it's not like oh they haven't. Of course they've won a championship. They haven't been to the finals. Oh okay, they haven't even been to the Western Conference Finals. So that thing, the idea about the streak alive is it almost lives on for those texts to be. You know what I mean? Always that dart you can throw. Yeah. For any I mean, loser that happens to actually be a Clipper fan that lives in L.A. and had the choice between the two. 
Right, it's like it's like what Yankees fans could have said to Red Sox fans until they ended right. up winning a bunch of World Series uh, in the last uh, uh, decade or so. And same thing with like what White Sox fans could say to Cubs fans, part of them winning it. But then when it's over, it's like okay, well, that, it's not as fun anymore. So yeah, okay. keeping that streak alive, I think, is what you get with your five hundred dollars plus the fun storylines for at least a week at the end of the season and a week uh, at the uh, next season. So that's yeah, I think dude. that's worth it. That's worth the. But 500. The, you're just talking about the storylines, Roman. Like there is going to be real fallout impact from that loss like so that's what coaches get fired over i'm not saying they're gonna fire lou but like the idea of Kawhi, he's gonna be free agent like that stuff blows up like if they were to lose that game there would be some issue in the locker room and, and there would be a little bit it, there might be a blow it up situation so there could right, be serious that's part of the story that's that that's part of the storyline right, right? Okay, yeah. Is it, you're gonna sure get was... you're gonna you're gonna get that article like that in-depth breakdown from Woj or whoever, where it's like there was strife in the locker room or something yes, happened. Because like, it and actually that becomes was, part, yeah. right, and that becomes part of like the folklore of like the Clippers totally. are cursed and like the Clippers chemistry is terrible and like something. You know, I think that's that's the enjoyment that you get when you're a Laker fan and you're rooting against the Clippers is you get those type of stories and then you can talk about it with your buddies. So you're in for 500. I'm in for 500. A thousand, I'm talking myself into it, but I think the cutoff is probably in that like 750 range. I think I'm with you. Like, I think when it came down to it, you would have to ask me when the Lakers lose because I'm going to be in a crazy emotional state when that day happens. So, I mean, a thousand might not, if I really snap my fingers and to really, it would salvage the season. It really would. So um, my number would probably be p- pathetically higher, but I don't really know. But I'm with you. I think we both agree. Yeah. All right. I, w- I want to get into just a couple of players. We're 30 real minutes quick. in. Yeah. We don't have a guest, as we mentioned. I do want to talk a little bit of, of a couple of players that we haven't really gotten into because we haven't done podcasting. But let's just start with Andre Drummond. Okay. Give me just your, your initial thoughts on him and, and, and what you think. So, it's a great addition, like, that's for sure. But there's a lot of different things here because it's kind of shaking up the roster and the rotations and it's getting a little strange because guys like Harrell are getting DMPs and Gasol, but it seems like they figured it out. But let's just talk about his game. He, he's, he's, a, he's such a big body and he's such a great athlete and he has quick hands and quick feet that just defensively and physicality, the same physicality that you always hated that we didn't have when we got rid of Dwight, I think you would agree that that physicality is back. Um, yes. And he's great defensively. And, I mean, and the rebounds. Like, you know, we can just – we can go over just his numbers. I know he's been on a crappy team before, but, like, his he's rebounding average, numbers are ridiculous. He's averaging 11 and a half points, 9.3 rebounds in 16 games with the Lakers. Right. But, I mean, like, you know, that dude's, like, you know, 15 rebounds a game when he plays, you yeah. know, like, big I'm minutes. So, that's, that's nine rebounds in 25 minutes. Pretty, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So, pretty legit. So it's great to have him. Now let's just talk quickly about the things that I've started to realize about his limitations that have kind of been annoying is that he kind of has Kwame Brown hands and he will sometimes go up for a dunk and miss the dunk. Like it'll literally go out of his hands and he's kind of just looking at it. But I've seen that happen three times. So I don't know. I, I'm assuming his hands aren't that big, but whatever. He, he's, he's literally 
he, he's, I don't know, he's missing dunks, and then sometimes he'll get a bounce pass in the lane, and he's not really good at catching and finishing very smoothly. He, he tends to not raise up and shoot over people. He tends to be kind of crunchy and go for bank shots, but he actually can score the ball, but it's just not that smooth. So I'm getting his limitations. So that makes me curious as to like, okay, what is his role going to be? Is he going to be Dwight from last year where he's just playing 18 minutes a game and just, you know, get your ass into someone, offensive rebound because he can, kick it back out and just kind of play dirty? Or is like, oh, wow, this guy was an all-star recently and him and AD starting sounds good. So is he going to play like 28, 30 minutes a game? So there's still question marks, but that's kind of what I feel about his game. What about you? Yeah, I'm interested by a couple of things that you said. Offensively, you're right. He's not a smooth player. In terms of minutes, but he what can I think score he's... the basketball. It's weird, oh, yeah. right? He's like yeah, aggressive yeah. scoring. Well, he's but it's he's not, an amazing yeah. athlete. Amazing athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think because AD needs to play the five, yeah, down the stretch of games, and if AD is playing even like 10, 15 minutes at the five. And at some point, you have Montrez and you have Marcus Gasol getting even a couple of minutes a game. I think you're going to see Drummond because in the regular season he's averaging 25 minutes a game, right? So yeah. in the playoffs, those minutes are going to go down even more. So That's yeah, a good I question. think I'm, you think you think so? I, yeah, I mean, I think I think, you're right. I think I think it's a it's he's going to be playing about 16 to 18 minutes a wow. game. Wow, I disagree with you. I I kind of like where you're going because. Maybe it'll bleed towards that, where, like, you know, that's when we're best, when 80's at center, Kuz is at power forward, maybe it's LeBron, maybe it's Marquise Morris. But I don't know. I think they're kind of holding on to this idea of, like, no, Drummond and AD, like, we got, like, really good size. We want to play them together. Of course, it depends on matchups. Like, if we're playing the the Nuggets, he's going to play more minutes. So I guess the the matchups are going to dictate it, but maybe that's a good thing. We're just deep. But I think there's a little something more that – even though AD, we know eight, we're at our best when AD's a five, I think he's going to be for sure over 20 minutes a game because I think he's kind of forced in there a little more than maybe what you think. You know what I mean? Like, I think they, they feel like they owe it to him or something. I don't know. Well, once the, pl- once the playoffs hit, I don't think you owe anyone anything. You're going to put out your best lineup on the floor. And because we have guys like Markeith Morris, like Kyle Kuzma, like Montrez that I think can get you buckets down the stretch that that are important figures when it can't when it comes to shooting and spreading the floor. I think those guys are going to get minutes and this Lakers team is like fairly deep. So it's I just very don't, deep. It's very deep. Right. So I just don't see him playing a ton of minutes down the stretch, especially like you said, it he doesn't have the best hands. I don't know if you really want him in there at the end of games. Yeah, and I don't right. know that if he's in the best five lineup for us. Like I don't, I, I, still, yeah. I still think it's going to be LeBron, AD, Schroeder, KCP, KCP, and, either, and then like, probably either Morris or Kuz, depending on you know. Yeah, who's, I mean, who's it might of, be like it might be like a THC or Caruso thing too. Right, um, Caruso might get in there uh, at the end of games because we know that he's. Yeah, uh, so he always makes the right play. I think you think so. I think matchups are going to dictate how how much he plays. 
I think you're right. He, he shouldn't be finishing games, but I just think he's going to be playing more than you think, and I think that yeah. means that who do you think is going to be playing the least out of those three centers between Gasol? Gasol. I mean, Harrell can play. But, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think but Gasol might be been, fully out of the yeah. rotation in the playoffs. He might get a couple of minutes here and there. Yeah. Um, situational spots, but I don't see him playing that much. So but I, I like, quick... but hold on. But so Dwight last year also didn't play a ton down the stretch, and I don't know. I don't know any minutes he Dwight played in the playoffs. But whenever he was out on the floor, he made a difference, and I think Drummond is in that same boat because he should be able to do the Dwight role just as well. Right, and he's brought he's brought some of that length that I thought was missing because when you do have that front line, even if it's for 10 minutes and you have LeBron, AD, and Drummond out there, it yeah. makes it really difficult to score, especially inside. Like, and it the makes rebounding. It, and is... the rebounding, right. You're not going to get a ton of offensive rebounds with those three guys out there. So I, I love the addition. I don't think it's a negative that he might only play 18, 20 minutes a game. That's all you – that's a lot in the playoffs. Like that's yeah. – those 20 minutes, if they are significant – that's going to help you win a championship. So I, I love the Drummond addition. I like what I've seen from him so far. I'm with you on his limitations. We don't need him to score. Like, we don't need him to be playing the pick and roll. No, AD and, AD and LeBron are going to be in the pick and roll, or Schroeder and LeBron, or Schroeder and AD. And when all the attention is on them, that's when Drummond can get you a little offensive rebound and a putback. And he might yeah. just average 10, 12 points a game just off of putbacks. So yeah, and I think in that case, in that sense, he actually is probably better than Dwight offensively. So Dwight probably a little bit better defensively, and, and Dwight probably and, and is a little bit no, more but, like but we'll give you more hard fouls. But yeah, but Drummond, Dwight's better above the rim with lobs. That's one thing he's yeah. for sure better at. I, I think agree. he's better. Yeah, on offense. Yeah, but either way, it, it it's a good signing. I'm glad it happened. I was a little bit nervous about our center situation if we just had Marcus All and Montrez. Yeah. Um, so I think this this shored that up in a in a big way. So credit to Rob Palenka for for making that move. So I so, think uh, I'm I'm happy with with the Drummond situation. So who do you think it's pretty clear if you were to say our most like important players like LeBron, AD, and then Schroeder is going to be third for sure. Like it's not really who our next best player is. Maybe it is. Like who do you think's the next most important player? I'm assuming we have the same answer. At, you're saying after Schroeder? Yeah, like I, you know what I mean. Like wh- you can word it however you want. Like like who's the most important? Like success? Like or or you know I don't know. What do you think? I I mean, I'm gonna say it's Kuz. Yeah. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this caveat, and you're not gonna like where I'm going with this. But when you have a deep team of role players, the great thing about it is that you don't need a fourth guy to step up all the time. You need one. It could be a different fourth guy in every game. Honestly, it could be a different third guy in every game. So that's yeah. that's the benefit. That's what you have when you have AD and LeBron. Is if Kuz has four or five good games in the playoffs, and then Marcus Markeith Morris has a couple of good games, and then Caruso has a couple of good games, and Schroeder has a couple of games. That's all you need. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like the, all the championship teams that we've had in the past. It was every every year. It was someone different that stepped up in a big game. Whether it was Big Shot Bob who had a big shot, or D Fish against uh, Orlando. Or Rick Fox had a nice game. It was always like, okay, who's going to be that third guy? And it could be something, someone different every time. So 
that fourth player, when you have a bunch of good role players, honestly isn't that right, important. Right, you just need right. someone. You need yeah, one yeah. of the one of the yeah, five yeah. good role players to step up in the game. So yeah, it, 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 because I know Markeith Morris is such a tough dude and can make shots. I think it's going to be him in some of these games. He's going to be the third best player. It's certainly going to be Schroeder in a couple of those games. And I think Kuz um, has really embraced the role player role. And yeah, he's going to he's going to yeah. help whether it's with his shooting or his rebounding or just some of his intangibles. I i am always been a big fan of Kuz's game. So I'm going to say Kuz overall is the fourth player. But it really could be anyone yeah. down the stretch. Yeah, it, could be, it could be one of about five guys. Yeah, Coop I agree. Being Drum- Drummond, Kuz, KCP, Caruso, um, Montrez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah Cr- is just like yeah, yeah. I THT. Agree I think this all this all these minutes right now for THT taking advantage of the fact that um, LeBron and AD have been out and he's just getting a lot of run. Look, you might use him for a game or two in the playoffs. Yeah, he's in so, the rotation. Right, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to say Kuz overall, though, as yeah. my number four. Yeah, he like, I, I'll just say the one thing is, like, you're so right. You don't, like, when you're talking about the fourth player, it's like, you're good at that point. But I just will say with uh, Kuzma is that because he is just in his blood aggressive and he's very active out there, like, when he gets it, he feels like he should do something. Like, he, he catches and shoots. Like, he, he he's just aggressive. Because of that, it's like, I look to him as the fourth most important because you want to see the consistency because he's always going to be, like, doing shit. And if he's doing shit all the time but he's blowing it at like a annoyingly high percentage and it's like oh he could be kind of like costing us games but it's like recently he's kind of gone down a little bit but that's because he's had to dribble and create on his own i i'm excited for him to get back to just the scrappy stuff the run the floor look for offensive rebounds like chase down blocks i'm excited for him to just focus on that once lebron and shooter come back so i agree with you fourth most important because uh he like plays an important role no matter what you know Yep, I'm with you. All right, Chiz, we're 45 minutes in. We're back. I'm pretty happy with uh, how it's going so far. Do you have anything else? I just got to admit, like, I was just thinking how we didn't want to, like, prep for this one because I was already, like, pissed to be a Lakers fan and the season was looking, like, annoying. But I'm glad we're back. And this Suns win was so big tonight. Weirdly, it could be bad for who we play, but it just got me juiced a little bit that, like, okay, I don't know, AD is back. Um, Schroeder, you said, is going to be back in two games. He didn't have COVID. I didn't realize that. It's just protocols. Pumped on that. Uh, LeBron's going to be back either way. It's sad he might not be in. He might be, like, a little hobble, but you know he's going to be back. So I I assume we're going to do another one right before the playoffs so we can kind of preview who we're playing or if it's a play-in game. But I guess we're rooting for a play-in game, which is so weird. If you know the Clippers are getting the three, if you know that, I'm with you, dude. We're both rooting for the seven seed, which is so strange. So we're rooting for Blazers wins and Lakers wins, I guess? Yes. In but a weird I, way? Aside from the fact that obviously I don't want to play the Clippers, and I think we're just spoiled as Laker fans, I just think it would be fun to watch. Like, it would just it would be fun to watch them play in a play-in game. Right? Like, yeah. it, knowing... I mean, Especially against the Warriors and the whole LeBron versus Steph thing. It would just be fun, and I'm rooting for that regardless. All right. Well, I'm Although, more... if somehow, I don't think this will happen, but if somehow you'd have to play in the playing game to play the Clippers, 
then I would be rooting against the play-in game. But the Clippers uh, right. can't they can't get the two seed, so. Okay, yeah. So I don't know when our next episode is, but I think that's what we're rooting for. We want the Lakers to keep the momentum going. So we want the Lakers to win games. But if you know Clippers are three, then I'm actually rooting for the Blazers to go three and one in their final four. And then I guess we're playing <laughs> the Warriors to play the Suns, who we just beat. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. All, All right, right, I'm back. I mean, I'm pretty pumped, dude. I was down in the dumps. I'm back. Let's go. LA Hoops Pod for life. You're back. We're back. <laughs> Episode nine. Goal is to get to hundred. We almost oh get. We God. almost didn't get to ten. But I'm. I'm just gonna guarantee right now that we're gonna get to ten. Yeah, we're gonna get to ten. Yeah, the playoffs are exactly. We, we got one more at least in us for the playoffs. All right, you're the Manches. All right, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. See ya. This is the LA Hoops Pod, the spot for both of LA's basketball teams. Check us out on the Hoop Heads feed, find and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LA Hoops Pod.